What's up, you guys? This is another episode of Triple Option Report Podcast. And today, I wanted to focus on college football. See, we're almost two weeks away from week zero of college football. The beginning of the last, what should be the last normal college football season in a long time. And so I decided I wanted to focus on making predictions. So for this first episode, I'll just do all the Big Ten and all the Mac, and like I'll just go through my rankings for each team and how I think each team will end out. And I'll even put out exact records. So let's go ahead and start. Uh, first off, in the Big Ten, uh, in the Big Ten East, I think with each team, I'll start with al- al- uh, alphabetical order. So with Indiana, with the Indiana Hoosiers, right? Uh, these last few years, they had a, a, they've been building up steadily in the past. Around like 2016 or 2015, they've been getting gradually better each year. And then 2020 was a breakout year for them. Well, 2019 and 2020 were breakout years for them. And so it looked like they going to have a, like, they look like they're going to have a bright future. And then 2021 happened. And then a lot of injuries and, and turnovers and mistakes. And then their starting quarterbacks transferred to Washington. And they have not been the same since. And honestly, I think they'll be better than they were last year, but not by much. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, this team, their defense is, is, is not what it was at its peak. At their peak, and the 2020 season in general was kind of like a weird, I'm not going to like throw it out the way. I'm not going to do the whole bubble uh, thing with the 2020 college football season, but it was kind of weird. Because there were a lot of teams that were abnormally bad or good that outside of those years, outside that year, weren't anything like that. And I think Indiana is kind of like that too, but they have not recovered from losing, like, and not just their quarterback, uh, Michael Penix, who they lost to Washington. They also lost Mike Hart to Michigan. And they lost uh, Nick Sheridan to Washington as well, if I'm correct. So they, they lost a, a lot of, 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 of just personnel in general. And... I still think it's kind of a rebuilding year for them in a way. So, yeah, I, I don't think they'll improve that much, but I do think they'll, they will improve, but not by much. Uh, next up, Maryland Terrapins. This is a interesting team. I think this is the best year they're going... This is the best team since they've joined the Big Ten. And honestly, in terms of talent, probably the best team they've had since, what, the year they fired the fridge for reasons I still don't know why. But, yeah, like like, this is going to be a really good team. I think they're a dark horse to finish in the top 25, honestly. I don't think they, like, win 10 games because it's just going to be tough to do that in that division they're in. But, like, I, I still think this team's going to... They're going to give some scares to, to, to certain teams, I think. They're they're legit. Uh, Talia Tagvaloa, he's really good. Uh, they have talent. They have, like, especially, like, in the receiver and, and running back position. They always had talent there. It's just... Can they stay healthy? I think they, they, I don't know. I feel like they're starting to get better at depth too. And I, 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 I think this team, I don't know. I think they'll improve on, on, on last year's record. Yeah, I, I really like Maryland. If they were in another conference, not named the Big Ten or, or the, the SEC or the Pac-12, I think they could be a, a conference title contender, honestly. If they were in the ACC or the Big 12, I legit think they could contend for winning that conference. That's how good I think they'll be. Uh, Michigan. I think they're... I don't know if they have a flaw. Honestly. Like, you could have said maybe center, 
because they don't have a they lack experience, but uh, apparently, not only there's a transfer portal, like, did they fix any holes there, and maybe, like, cornerback death, but they fixed the holes there, too, and in linebacker, and D-line with the transfer portal, and, and all those guys are balling out, apparently, right now, and then apparently the other center who was expected to start if they didn't go into the transfer portal is also balling out. So, like, overall, uh, uh yeah, I, I don't know if they have a hole. And the thing is, even if Harbaugh were to get suspended, they're getting suspended in, what, the first four games? There's no challenge there. This is the first time I could think of a Michigan season schedule where it, it, it's kind of easy. I don't really see a, a game where I don't feel confident they can win. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they win the Big Ten and they win the whole thing. Like, this is the best, in terms of talent and everything across the board, this is probably the best Michigan team since... It has the potential to be the best one since 97, honestly. That's how good this team is. Uh, Michigan State... I don't know about this team. It's, it's, it's such a weird team. Because back in 2021, I thought they would be much improved from 2020, and they were. I thought they'd be good enough to be like an 8-win team, probably. Like, sneak in there and get like 8 wins. They were a lot better than that and got, what, 11 wins? <laughs> but... Or 12. Trying to think. No, it's eleven. Yeah, but but I thought they'd fall off a bit in twenty twenty two. I thought they'd go like probably like a seven and five or something like that, and they went five and seven. And I don't know, like the the way they built that team up was focus on they can't they can't get the five stars because you have Michigan and Penn State and Ohio State in the way, so they had to focus on on uh, 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 the stretcher portal and, and stuff like that. And that's just not a sustainable way to, to... It's not long-term. You can't do that long-term. You can't just focus on the transfer portal long-term because death matters. And I, I just don't think... And especially in a conference like the Big Ten, I just don't think that's going to work long-term. It, it just can't. And so, like... What's happened over this offseason, the amount of talent they've lost. They lost uh, Keon Coleman. Uh, they lost their quarterback. Who... From what I've heard, he wasn't playing as good as he, he's been regressing. So maybe that won't be as big a loss, but Coleman is a big loss, at least offensively. At least from what I can remember from, from certain games, like the, the Michigan game, he was their offense. If he wasn't out there, Michigan State isn't getting more than like 50 yards in that game. So like, you know, if, if he's gone, I don't know, man. And the defense wasn't that good either. Like, I, I'm, I'm a little cons- like, I don't know. I think they might. I wouldn't be surprised if they're worse, honestly. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not high on them at all this year. I don't think they improve much, if at all, really. Uh, Ohio State. I think this is the the first down year, at least for their standards, for Ohio State in a long time. Not a rebuilding year, but kind of a reloading year. Like, they lose. A, they lose a bit of offense. They they lose their quarterback. I don't know. I, I feel like the O-line is going to have some holes to fill. Uh, the the quarterback, again, is going to be questionable. I don't know how good McCord is. And just from, from what I think is going to happen, their defense will have to hold its own. Like, they'll be good. But, like, I don't know. I, I feel like this is, and with how loaded the, the top of, of the Big Ten East is this year, I feel like this could be a year you could see Ohio State outside of, I don't know, like, like, 
I could see how I said like how Bama was in 2019. Like not certainly not bad, or even like they're still very good. But due to what who they're playing against and what situation they're in, I could see them aiming out like a Citrus Bowl or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Penn State. This is gonna be a dark horse team to make the playoffs this year. This is the best Penn State team to me outside of 2017 that that James Franklin's ever had. I still think that 2017 team was good enough to win the whole national title. I, I really do. I, I feel like they kind of screwed, them, screwed themselves over. They kind of choked away two games against Michigan State and Ohio State because I really do think that Penn State team in 2017 was special. But this team, I think, is the second best or one of the two best that, that he's ever had at Penn State. And I, I, I like their running backs. Outside of Michigan, I think they have the best running back duo in, in all of college football. Uh, uh, their defense is going to be really good again. The the cornerback play I, I'm high on. The, the the line play like I I really I think this is the most complete Penn State well one of two most complete Penn State teams that that Franklin's ever had. And if it weren't for Michigan being like how good they are, I would have them win the whole Big Ten. Now with Rutgers, I think and Rutgers is is an interesting it's it's, it's interesting uh, situation because like uh. I don't know if he, he'll, with Shiano, even with Shiano, I don't know if Rutgers can reach the, the, the heights that it reached at its peak in, in like the late 2000s with, with Shiano because the Big East and Big Ten are two different things. Rutgers, when they were, when they were in the Big East, had New Jersey all to themselves. And that's really one of the main reasons why they really improved. In the Big Ten, the second they stepped foot in the Big Ten, Michigan just came in like like a, a hurricane into into New Jersey. It took all like a whole a good chunk of their top recruits. I remember, uh, well, I think a lot of people remember uh, a very infamous 2016 game in which uh, Rutgers had all those recruits in, in Piscataway, and that at night in Michigan beat them seventy to nothing. Like like yeah, that's that's what you get in the Big Ten. Like it, it's it's play for keeps here. It is a lot different than 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 it's dog eat dog compared to the Big East. And after Michigan, it wasn't just Michigan. Then you started seeing Ohio State and Wisconsin and Penn State and all these different schools going to New Jersey. And and and, and it's not the same like having West Virginia and 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 uh, uh, Louisville going to New Jersey. Like you're facing way no offense to those schools. I'm just saying like these are way more appealing teams for recruits in in, in New Jersey to look at. So Rutgers being able to I don't know if they'll be able to ever reach those heights again, honestly, as long as they're in the Big Ten. Like, maybe they can get anyone season here or there, but, like, contending for the Big Ten title? No. I still think, though, this team will be better this year than they were last year. I, I think they return more talent. I think they're good enough to make a bowl game. Yeah. I just don't know if he'll be able to, to pull off the, the peaks of what he was able to do during, like, the peak Ray Rice, Brian Leonard... Uh, like uh, savage years. So that was the Big Ten East. That's for the Big Ten West. I think Illinois. I don't know. I I really like Illinois. I don't know if they'll improve on what they had last year, but they could have similar records as what they had last year. I really do. I think Brett BLM is a good coach. I think he was just in a tough situation in Arkansas. Uh, I think this is a better situation situation for him overall. Uh, I if you were to say that Illinois would have the best D line in the country, I wouldn't think you're insane. I would not. <laughs> I, I I like that's Illinois has a lot of talent. 
a lot more than people think. So I wouldn't be surprised if they sustained this uh, from what they had last year. Iowa, Iowa, Iowa's a team that has a defense that's just out of this world, a special team that's out of this world. Outside of maybe Bill Johnson or like a couple other guys, probably the best defensive back in the entire country. And uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Cooper DeGene? Yeah, that guy's legit. I like like they have a very good defensive backfield actually, like elite elite defensive backfield, elite defense. Again, like I said, special teams. Like if they just had like if I would just had like a, 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 a good a decent offense, they could really they'd be a New Year's Six bowl game at least quality quality team. Honestly, that's how good the rest of that team is. So like and with the added talent, the added additions of of. Uh, from Michigan of of uh, Eric All and and Caden McNamara, I I don't know. Like I think this team, I still the coaching on offense is still a problem though. Ah, I, I don't know if they can improve that much on last year's record, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. They'll definitely contend for the Big Ten West, obviously, definitely, and they'll be a top twenty-five caliber team. Minnesota, I don't think they fall off that much from last year at all actually. Or like they've gotten consistently good now in the PJ Flick and people aren't noticing, but they've been consistently getting at least eight to nine wins a year almost, every single year almost under Fleck now. Like like their their floor is getting higher and higher. So like don't expect a big fall off this year from them. At all. Like like I don't be surprised if they end out in the top twenty five either. At some point. Uh Nebraska, I don't know from how uh, Matt Rule coaches his teams. Those first years are always kind of rough because again, you just deal with a, a black hole every single time he goes to a program. The program is a black hole before he goes there, so he has to deal with a lot. So that first year is usually kind of rough, but the next year, oh, it's a huge step up. So I don't know. I, I think this might be the same thing. I see a lot of people thinking Nebraska will be improved. I think they, I think they're your way. This year, I still think they'll be off, but next year, oh, 2023, uh, I mean, 2024 or 2025, Nebraska will definitely compete for, uh, they'll be a dark horse, not to win the Big Ten, but like a top 15, top 10 team, maybe. I, I, I could, I wouldn't, be, I would not be surprised. Uh, Northwestern, they're a weird team because I actually loved the defensive coordinator hire they got. One thing I've learned over the last decade almost is that whenever you hire a coach or coordinator from North Dakota State or South Dakota State, they always work out. Always. For any of those Midwestern FCS Division II, Division III, like, coaches, they almost, like, it's almost like 100% batting, like, average. That's how good they are. So, with them being a new head coach because of, just the awful situation that happened with Patrick Shield, who should have been fired. Thankfully, he was. Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think they actually, if he coaches right, they might actually improve. Seriously. And when I think about it, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually know being one of the more surprising teams this year. Like, the defense and the offense are both really rough these last few years last couple of years, but I don't know. I, I feel like maybe 
a black cloud. I don't know. I feel like the coach they got could surprise some people. He he could he could work something out out, out of this roster and out of this team. Uh, Purdue. I think Purdue will, will surprise some people this year. I love their hire, and I love the hire that he made. Graham Harrell is exactly the type of offensive coordinator that that Purdue's. Purdue will always need a pass-first offense to succeed. Certain teams are just like that because that's what that's the only type of offense they've known to succeed with. Uh, and Purdue's one of those teams. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I, I like the hire. I love the the defensive mind this coach has for uh, the head coach of Purdue, former uh, defensive corner for Illinois. Did a phenomenal job there. Like, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Purdue uh, shocks people. I like their running back. I, yeah, I, 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 I'm higher Purdue than most people are definitely. In Wisconsin, I think I love the hire. I love the coach. Uh, the, Luke Fickle, like that's a phenomenal hire, honestly. Like, like, and and the running back being able to keep uh, Braylon Allen, like, like, yeah, Wisconsin. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I don't know if they'll be like. I wouldn't put them on par with Michigan or Penn State, but could they be the third best team in the Big Ten, or hanging with Ohio State? Yeah, I really do think they'll be that good this year. So, like, overall, I think. I have, in the Big Ten East, I have one Michigan, two Penn State, three Ohio State, four Maryland, five uh, Rutgers, six Michigan State, and seven Indiana. And in the Big Ten West, I have one Wisconsin, two Iowa, three Illinois, four Purdue, five Minnesota, Six Northwestern and seven Nebraska. I think Nebraska will be, have a big bump next season, but not this year. Uh, now, as for my other, and I have Michigan beating Wisconsin in the Big Ten title and going back to the playoff. And this time, winning a playoff game, at least one. So, in uh, the MAC, the other conference I was doing, I'm just going to do a quick overview over this conference. I think this conference will be better than what they were last couple years. And I wouldn't be, I think, First off, I think Toledo wins the whole conference. I think uh, Toledo, Eastern Michigan, who I think will imp- will stay as good. I, I'm surprised no one's gotten this good from Eastern Michigan, man. The head coach of Eastern Michigan. He's done, he's a, a, an amazing coach. I, like I said before, I obviously, I said in an earlier episode, it is almost impossible to succeed with Eastern Michigan. Like, like as a person who's watched college football, especially around that region, it is not easy. <laughs> like, it, it's almost impossible. This man has consistently gotten them to bowl games. I don't think people understand how absurd that is. This guy, like uh, Chris Creighton, head coach of Eastern Michigan, I, I'm shocked no one has picked him up yet. But yeah, like I, I, I think uh, I have Eastern Michigan number two. I have a number three. I think uh, Northern Illinois will turn it around. They'll bounce back. They were just demol- crippled with injuries last year. They'll turn that around. Uh, four Central Michigan, five Ball State, and six Western Michigan. I think Western Michigan's got a, a big rebuilding season this year, definitely. But yeah, I, I have Toledo in the MAC championship game against I have number one, and now in the MAC East, Miami of Ohio, number one. I think they edge out Ohio for number two, who will continue their their rapid improvement each year. Uh, number three, Buffalo. Number four, Bowling Green, who I think goes back to a bowl game. A shocker there, I think. Five Akron and six Kansas State's losing so much. Ooh, they're going to be one of the worst teams in the FBS, probably. Definitely. But yeah, they're number six. Uh, 
overall, I have Toledo beating Miami Ohio in, in, in the MAC championship game. And Toledo's a dark horse to make a New Year's Six Bowl game. As, like, the group of five teams to make a New Year's Six Bowl game. Do not be surprised if the Rockets do that. So, yeah, that's my overall predictions for the Big Ten and, and the MAC this upcoming college football season. And again, like I said before, please embrace this because this is the last, because of conference realignment, normal college football season you're going to get for years, probably. So yeah, that's it uh, for today. Uh, please uh, follow me on Twitter at Pulliam underscore Blake, P-U-L-L-I-A-M, all lowercase. Follow me on, on threads, Blake Pulliam1, all lowercase. Oh, and remember, subscribe, download, tell other people that you know to subscribe and download. And I just want to say thank you guys for, for t- continuing to listen to, to my stuff. Because it, it means a lot to me. Like, like so much. Like, I could easily have no one listening to this. So, that's it for today. See you guys again on Monday. Bye.